Episode 25, Living with Your Mother-in-Law. Welcome to the Thriving Fatherhood Podcast, where we are living and working in the trenches to go from surviving to thriving in this mission field called fatherhood. My name is Brian Knight. I am a father of three, a husband, a son, a coach, and a believer in Jesus Christ. Today, I'm going to talking about living with my mother-in-law. Da-da-da-da-da. What are the positives and what are the negatives? Are there really any negatives when you look at it from a different angle? As most of you know, my father-in-law passed away back in January. He was sick, but we did not expect it quite that suddenly. I remember I had my wife in the car and I felt this inkling in my heart that we should visit him. So I took my wife and myself to visit him at Somerville Medical. At the time, he seemed to be in okay condition. Well, within 24 hours, he had passed away. It was a little bit of a shocker. If someone you love goes in a hospital, make sure you take the time to visit them because you never know how much longer they will be with you. Even if uh, they look good now, things can turn quickly, especially when it's like a, <clears throat> a uh, cardiac issue. <clears throat> Fast forward to May and June of this year, and my mother-in-law's lease is coming due. Well, she cannot technically afford to stay in their one-bedroom apartment, which basically exceeds her Social Security check each month. So we helped her move her stuff out and into storage. You may remember Bethany and I closed on our home in late April. Moving and selling my old home and getting the new home up to par was quite an undertaking for me. Luckily, I was on paternity leave at the time. Otherwise, I would have never been able to get the move done the way I would like. In other words, increased cost, things not done right, um, you know, just piling stuff on top of each other. But uh, fortunately, we were able to move slowly over time and do things, uh, you know, in the right way. I would have um, also had to pay someone, um, and all of you know that they still are not going to put everything in its proper place. Bethany um, had her hands full with the kids most of the time, so she was not able to help too much. Getting back to my mother-in-law, moving her out of her apartment was a massive undertaking in itself. They had so much stuff that they had uh, not dealt with in the past 20 years. I still have some of that stuff today. I'm slowly adding it to my stuff if it's something I don't have or is valuable, something I could use later. Also selling it or throwing it away. I must say that overwhelm has hit me quite a few times this year with all that is going on in our lives. Welcome to fatherhood with three kids moving and starting a new job and moving a mother-in-law in with you all in the same year. And the year is uh, far from over. <laughs> when we bought our new home, we had the intention of her staying with us in the future. And that is why we made sure there was a bedroom with its own bathroom on the first floor. She just had a knee replacement. So you can imagine if we had only bedrooms upstairs, how that would have turned out. We would have liked her to be on her own, but her financial situation is not conducive to renting an apartment on her income. She could move in a low-income housing, but the wait list is long and the rent really is not that cheap. 
and then it's going to you know the question is will it be a safe area all these things were going through our heads as we thought about the idea of her moving in with us in the future also she has had a history of falling and sleepwalking so we were not totally confident in her ability to stay safe in her own place by herself uh, however many miles she would be from us it would worry my wife if uh, she did not hear from her for a while she's uh, not really the best at responding to her text messages so far she has been doing well living with us uh, we have had a few mishaps she pays us a modest rent and we pay for almost everything for her the only thing she pays for is her meds her car her car stuff and spending money she likes her life to be very simple without having to keep up with a lot of bills and all the administration that goes with that she also helps us with the with child care sometimes especially with my youngest she is not as resilient as she once was, so it doesn't take long and she's, she's ready to go back to bed. I think when it all boils down to it, I feel good about her contribution to the household and it is helping her to live the life she wants to live, whatever you want to call that, and it lowers the worry for my wife. It is important that having a parent live with you, that it is a win-win for everyone. And that, that's one of the main points I want to drive home today. If you're in that situation, the win-win for everyone. If not, someone will start to get bitter at time as time goes on. So no, I do not recommend letting someone stay with you for free if they have the means to pay. Honestly, income helps with your toleration and resiliency of the situation. Cause you, you know, everybody may be all excited about it at first and wanting to help and, you know, all that stuff, but that will wear off as reality sets in. So, um, honestly, I would do the financial part, which doesn't make you total resilient, but it helps. Um, so most recently, my mother-in-law just had her knee replaced. She has had a hard time with this. She has not been taking her meds as scheduled, and this has put her in pain, made her depressed at times, and makes her not want to move or do her daily PT so she, she can recover properly. My wife feels like she is caring for a fourth child sometimes, but it is our duty in my opinion. It is unfortunate that she seems unable to thrive on her own, but it is what it is. Uh, Recently, the PT company said uh, they were understaffed and could not send anybody out the Friday after her Monday surgery. In my opinion, that was unacceptable. My wife called on the phone Saturday morning because she had a fall the night before. We had someone out there that afternoon to provide therapy, and they are coming four times the following week. We have made every effort not to handicap my mother-in-law but it is kind of difficult to tell a 68 year old woman what to do who is not your mother. Bethany has a little more leeway to tell her mother to whip into shape, but it does not always work. I think what I've had to learn is that she is her own person and she does not view life like I do. She does not feel like I do or is driven like I am. 
and also, you know, she uh, definitely feels differently than I do, you know, as far as her, her body. We give her privacy as much as possible. Her room is right by the kitchen, so it is easy for the kids to go in and invade her space. Sometimes it is hard for her to tell them, I need to be alone right now. We did get a sign that says open or close for her door. Also, she sleeps late and our day gets started early. So it can be challenging to keep the noise down for her. Although she is a hard sleeper with the medication she is on, we have had to have her set some boundaries with the kids and we have been enforcing that as well. My wife had brought up <clears throat> the idea of selling her car, but we decided against this big time. For one, it will not fetch much money, which uh, she will tend to spend it away anyways. Another thing is anywhere she needs to go, Bethany will have to take her. We do not want to take away her main source of freedom at this point. Her car will not bring much money and it does not cost a lot to keep going. So selling it would have a negligible effect on her finances. Recently, we needed to close out her storage unit that was a 10 by 10 to keep her from having to pay on that going forward. So of course, all that stuff ended up in my neat and somewhat organized garage. So I've been selling that stuff at pennies on the dollar, giving it away or throwing it away. I believe my mother-in-law and maybe even my wife would have chosen to throw it away or donate it. It seems like such a waste of money. Even donating it, you're often not getting it to somebody who truly is looking for that item. It will take me a few months to slowly offload the stuff, but we finally have everything under one roof. I guess the message is slowly but surely you will get there on these overwhelming projects. Just keep working at it every week, every day if you have to. It is amazing to see what has been done since us moving into our home April 21st of this year. Honestly, I know there will always be something that needs to be done around the house, but I am hoping that I can wake up one weekend and say, wow, I have no projects I need to work on today and I can read or work on the podcast or just serve my family, take a trip with the family. We have not done that in a while. We would love to go to the mountains again. So, so somehow with three kids, one that is seven months and one due in May. I don't know guys, but my wife is just not excited about four, um, for uh, car rides anymore, you know, especially when uh, it involves going about four hours away. Hmm, just don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, trips these days are more like work instead of a trip. I think the thing I most enjoy is just seeing the kids and their reactions to new places and different experiences. I think for me personally, that's what brings me joy. But generally a trip is, uh, it's work. <laughs> so, so that is what I have for you today. If you feel this show has been valuable for you, I encourage you to share it with one other father who can gain some insights from it and wants more thriving in their lives. Also, I would love to hear about your experiences with moving your aging parents into your home with kids. What were the challenges for you? What came up for you that was unexpected? What did you learn? please share that with me in the comments below. Also, if there's a topic you're interested in me talking about,
or have questions, please send it to Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, B-R-I at gmail.com. You can also check out my website at brianjknight.com and the private Facebook group called Thriving Fatherhood. If you would be interested in working with me or having me mentor you to your journey back from surviving to thriving in fatherhood, then send me an email or reach out to me through my website and we can set up a call to see if I can help you thrive more in your fatherhood journey. Thank you for listening. Until next week, continue thriving in fatherhood.